to my supercalifragilisticexpialidocious family and friends, near and far, old and new. This is Kevin Mercurio on the mic, and welcome to a mm, floating episode of the Metaphorogens podcast. I just wanted to provide an update on what the heck has been going on. Remember that time I took a month break to work on an academic paper back in the summer? Oh, how long ago that feels. Well, I'm taking yet another break to work on that exact same paper as I now have time to finish the last few experiments in the lab that I work at. Those were my academic responsibilities that I've decided to focus on until the new year. However, during this time I've been working hard on creating the framework for a very ambitious third season of this podcast. Think one of those long episodes, but with metaphorical content, uh, science content, and interviews with really cool people. As soon as this paper goes out, this will be one of my primary focuses. I've been experimenting with other endeavors as well. I was lucky enough to be a part of a digital SciComm panel hosted by Science Networkers, a great podcast run by two awesome women with the idea of connecting up-and-comers with people already in the SciComm space. Their episode featuring the panel should be out by now, or at least in a short while, so I'll provide a link in the description to keep an eye out for it. I was also given the opportunity to present at the annual Canadian Science Grand Slam. This is a national event that has the best and brightest communicators from around the country compete on delivering a sciencey topic of their choosing to a lay audience. The virtual performance has no rules except for the fact that you cannot use PowerPoint as your vehicle of delivering information. I'm happy to announce that I was third in the audience vote, but lost to two amazing pieces by a fellow poetry slammer and a puppet master. It was a lot of fun, and I will share their YouTube channel in the description for you to check out all their performances. I wanted to share my poetry piece through my podcast, and will perform the poem in this episode. This time I won't make any mistakes like forgetting my verses, at least that you know of. Oh, the power of editing! The poem is a new piece titled This Ain't No Nursery Rhyme, and is about a boy growing up in the age of technology and social media, along with the unconscious parallels he draws throughout his early life. It's best to probably close your eyes as I say the words, and I hope you enjoy it. This ain't no nursery rhyme. What I hope to convey through much dismay is something of a crime. This ain't no nursery rhyme. Now, once upon a time, there was a boy named Jay. Now, J.C. lived in a poor neighborhood. But the best part about it was that kids would love to play outside. And Jay loved to play. Like that game called Manhunt where, well, just think hide-and-seek at a massive neighborhood scale. Nothing was off-limits. Locked parking garages, rooftops, treetops, and unfilled pools, yards in the elementary schools. They would shoot some basketball or marbles, play some Beyblade, or head to the local arcade. Then one day at school in 1998, Jay looked up and saw all his mates with a new toy. Mom, can I get the new Game Boy? Jay would say when he got home. Ugh, his mom would groan. And Jay would play that toy every day, not knowing he'd be led astray. This ain't no nursery rhyme. Now, Jay went to a high school similar to mine, 
while most of his friends went to others close by, some outside of the city or country. Shy and lonely, where do kids like Jay turn to? Technology. That new and exciting thing that the adults keep talking about, that game with the name that the adults keep quiet about, that mobile phone we definitely did not need, forgot joining clubs, forgot building relationships, because that guy from the virtual village was loaded with quests. Then came the bullying, the derision. Jay began to notice the hierarchy of social status, a school system that stacks us, attacks us into a corner, and backs us. This ain't no nursery rhyme. Jay would listen to the repetitive relay, kids will be kids, bygones be bygones, girls be girls. That tautological reasoning was perplexing. Jay's brain was warped, accepting, crediting that adults have lived through it all and turned out fine. Then something completely new came online, the advent of Facebook. The idea that if you wanted to be somebody's friend, the gist was that he had to be accepted and judged on some public list. How measurable. <laughs> How great for those who belonged. How such an idea metastasized in the minds of young people like Jay. But that wasn't the only idea. There was also the phenomenon of sharing intimate moments we acquired something Jay absolutely desired. And despite how his eyes ached in their sockets, he stuck to his computer chair, zombie scrolling with a blank stare, even when his loving mom called for him to eat the dinner she prepared. And if he wasn't looking at the illuminated black mirror, Jay was still thinking about saving his virtual world from terror, even when his hardworking dad came to ask about his day. Stop bothering me, was the common phrase, and he, without stirring a fight, hurt but mindful of his son's stressful life, exit stage right. This ain't no nursery rhyme. Now don't get me wrong, there are friends of Jay, some of which still last to this day some of which Jay met in early life, some of which Jay met in university. And fully encompassing the concept of serendipity, he even had a few romantic relationships despite his immaturity, not in the context of understanding scientific evidence, but in the context of emotional intelligence, partners that just wanted to have Jay share and understand the state of being here. Like, for one Valentine's Day, the moment before the breakup, Jay laid on a couch perusing through Reddit headlines of the corrupt and Instagram images of people he met at some gathering years ago. How could he know? That he was about to end something beautiful because the real was more work through and through a game he could not stand to play, a platform he could no longer subscribe to. And as she cries while subtly hiding the gift she was about to give in a desk, Jay dives head first into an abyss. This ain't no nursery rhyme. The story of Jay, I'm sure you saw it coming from a mile away. This ain't no nursery rhyme. This is my life. My time. This long-winded anecdote articulated a science experiment we did not sign up for, but inevitably participated. With the conclusion that these technologies are grasping for our attention, armies of carnies trying to get you to play that rigged game under the veil of connection. But you knew that, right? You saw that documentary on Netflix, right? Or was it HBO? Vimeo, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, Knickknack, Paddywhack. If we give our attention to all of these platforms, what about people who matter more? How can we change these new norms? I don't know the answer. But the first step towards change is awareness. And while I may not triumph this addiction and even promoted this event through the very media I scorn, but I'm attempting to adorn, hear that I say this after fruition, after hitting my personal rock bottom. In the moment... Let's remember to use our eyes, ears, mouth, hands, and nose so we can use the senses evolutionarily bestowed. This ain't no nursery rhyme. Let's choose what to give our time. Thank you. And with that, 
Stay skeptical, but curious.